0: Thank mm-hmm. you. Well, hello, everybody. This is Kimberly with Wake Up With KC. And I have an interesting topic to share and to discuss. And I mentioned in, you know, recently my podcast about a, a horrific experience with my daughter and, you know, what she was going through with anxiety and struggling with that from stress, depression, and, you know, those type of things. And I'm learning and discovering that it's it's a lot of the young adults and the millennials that are struggling with this. And I came across an interesting woman who is also a mother that had similar experiences with her son. And I have her today to share some valuable information and insight that could possibly help you if you're a parent and are dealing with a child that is dealing with the same thing. And please welcome Alicia Mamera. Hello. Hello, Alicia. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Well, I'm just getting my day started. <laughs> um, I I've mentioned to the you know my audience in my past podcast episodes about um an experience that i had that was very horrific and why and heart-wrenching with my daughter and she was going through um anxiety and it just bombarded and exploded into a a psychosis two different types of psychosis and and is in a, a mental facility to get help to find balance and um i you when I discussed and, and talked and shared this with you, there was a a connection and you know you have a similar story of what you experienced you know with your own son. and
1: can you please share that? Sure, sure. Um, well it's actually two sons um, now. Um, our oldest son in sixth grade was experiencing um, some depression and anxiety and social social isolation. Um, he would tell us that he didn't have friends, and the director at the school was watching him and was recognizing that when he walked into the lunchroom, the boys were laughing, and he was taking that on as the boys were laughing at him. Um, so there was something going on, you know, inside his head that was... Uh, Making him feel that way that wasn't actually real. Um, so, fast forward, we had taken him to, you know, after seeing this over a course of a month or so, we took him to a psychiatrist who prescribed Prozac. And that horrified me to think that I was going to put my 13 year old on Prozac. I immediately said to her, This is a black label warning drug, and you're wanting to put my child on that um and she assured me that she had much success on it but um but i wasn't convinced uh, that that was for my child so i i had already had a little bit of history with my own personal um healing i had been diagnosed several years prior with hashimoto's thyroiditis and adrenal fatigue um, and some hormone imbalance and i knew that changing my diet um, Extremely benefited my mental health as well. I had been fatigued and had brain fog, and um, you know, felt overwhelmed a lot and irritable a lot. So, I knew that that once I had gone on my gluten free and dairy free diet and um, got the nutrients in my body that I needed, that uh, that tremendous, tremendously helped me. So, that uh, functional medicine practitioner dietitian. Um, I reached out to her immediately, and I requested an emergency meeting. And she was happy to help me. She just coincidentally, she usually has a six-week wait list, and she was able to get me in within like three or four business days. And she had looked at a um, a test that I had done on our son about six months prior, um, a GI test, and it was testing for um, a gluten or dairy. I was I was. Testing to see if he had any uh, any bacteria or viruses or um, parasites in his in his digestive system because he had been distended looking. So in any event, um, once she saw the test results, she said, "You know, he has a gluten allergy, and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of science uh, on the government website." that connects gluten with all sorts of mental disorders, ranging from anxiety, depression, to bipolar and schizophrenia. So um, in any event, I, I discussed this with my child and I you know, I sat down with them and said, you know how you do X or you feel X? And well, Allie thinks that it could be gluten or dairy. Um, I'll back up a minute. Gluten um, and dairy both break the blood-brain barrier. So what happens when you ingest gluten, uh, gluten tends to put holes in our digestive system, creating leaky gut, and then it gets into the bloodstream. And that protein, gluten, and the protein casein in dairy break the blood-brain barrier and affect the opiate receptors. And that's what causes a lot of these mental disturbances. So um, in any event, I discussed it with my child, and he agreed to do a 30-day detox from gluten and dairy and see if there was any results. And at the end of the 30 days, it it was miraculous. Not only did he, um, his mental health improve dramatically, um, he also had an intermittent exotropia that he had, uh, which was one eye that would diverge. It usually happened later in the day. And um, he had been in vision therapy for years for it. And that resolved itself as well. So, in any event, after 30 days, he told me, "Mom, you told me only I only had to do this diet for 30 days, but I want to do it for the rest of my life." And I asked him to to talk to me about that, and he said, "I just feel better, and I have more energy, and you know, I'm happier." So, um, so in any event, he has continued on the diet, um, and he has cheated at times because he's you know exposed to it at a birthday party or um, at a school. The parents bring in, you know, these treats that are gluten and dairy, and he feels left out. So, um, he's had to experience the negative effects because it takes him right back into a bad mental state. And he also has his eye diverge. So he's learning. Um, he's 16 now, and he recognizes that um, that it's it's much more beneficial for him to just say no to the gluten and dairy. Than to um, participate in that that behavior that so many of us you know food is such a social um, you know such a social connection and and with it and it's really hard especially at parties and when you're around your peers but he has um, recognized how to manage that and um, the benefits of it. So, wow! It, it all because of gluten and dairy yeah all That's, because of gluten and
0: dairy <laughs> and you find gluten and dairy in most of everything
1: well um yes and no uh, i guess uh, now that that we are a gluten-free and dairy-free family because you know years later we had a similar issue which actually was even worse with our youngest son um but i already i already knew enough to to research that a lot quicker. Um, I say that, but, um, but in any event, we have, we have been gluten-free and dairy-free now for, you know, I have been for six years. And so you just learn to adapt. There's a lot of things that, um, that are gluten-free. However, you have to be careful because, um, there is greenwashing and marketing. Um, and then also, you know, Gluten, I don't think is identified in the mainstream um, as much as in somebody who specializes in gluten allergy because every grain has gluten in it, but in the grocery stores, you'll find that a lot of the gluten-free items have rice flour in it. Um, It's a very small amount of gluten, but it's still gluten. Um, And oat, even though you'll see on the shelf that they are gluten-free oats, oats still have gluten in it. So um, so there's a lot of education that, that comes with maintaining a gluten-free diet. Um, it's just safer to be grain-free, which is what we are. And I occasionally give them rice and oats, and I soak it overnight. So we try to break down that protein, um, even though it's, you know, a small amount. And it seems manageable. It, it may be creating some inflammation in them, but, um, but I don't want to, you know, I, I wanna give them a little bit of feeling of eating normal foods and, and variety. So um, so if you eat, you know, fruits, vegetables, clean proteins, um, nuts and seeds, and then all the flowers that are nuts um, and seeds, then you can, you can actually have a variety of foods. And, and we've just adapted and we feel better, so it's easy.
0: Okay, so how would you even know if you're having a gluten allergy? What would be the signs and
1: symptoms? So that's a that's that's a hard um, hard thing to to diagnose because I think that so many people I, I I couldn't even guess the percentage, but if I was to guess the percentage based on I've heard several different percentages, and that's why I say I I don't really know, but I mean I've heard up to eighty percent of People have a gluten, especially in the United States, have a gluten um, allergy. It's a it's non celiac gluten sensitivity. So celiac is the autoimmune disorder that comes as a result <clears throat> of a continued gluten allergy, um, and then non celiac gluten sensitivity is just that it's creating the inflammation in your in your body, and your body is um, attacking that um, that protein because it, it knows it's not supposed to be in the bloodstream. So, right. um, so if it, if you go on ingesting it long enough, then your body does create an autoimmune disorder. Um, for myself, it created Hashimoto's thyroiditis for our youngest son. He was in the beginning stages of Tourette's. So he had ticks um, he, on his mouth and his hands, a little bit shaking, so that's how the doctor diagnosed that that he was in the beginning stages of Tourette's. Just knowing that he had the gluten sensitivity and um, and then he also had Tourette's. So you know, um, we got our diagnosis through functional medicine practitioners. Function, I got mine and Ethan got his. Um, well, I got mine through a functional medicine dietitian and. I, uh, he got his through a functional medicine doctor, and my youngest son got his through another functional medicine doctor. Um, and uh, our youngest ended up taking a genetic test, which showed that both my husband and I have the gene. So, you know, that diagnosed my husband and I, which or confirmed me and diagnosed my husband. Um, and then. Um, as a result of the genetic test that told us that our all of our other children most likely had a gluten allergy as well. So um, just, you know, incidentally, our daughter, we put her on the we put the whole family on the grain free diet, grain free, sugar free, dairy free diet when we um, had diagnosed our youngest son and um, After she got off of the diet, you know, after 90 days, she decided to eat some dairy and she had all these pains in her legs, um, which prior to the diet, she had complained every once in a while of growing pains. And she was getting treatment for tendonitis um, and she was out of sports the entire um, spring the year before. And um, so, in any event, she started having these pains and then went back on the diet and then would eat the dairy again every once in a while. And she's the one that finally made the connection that her tendonitis and her, what she thought were growing pains um, was, a, was a dairy allergy. Um, but back to your original question about how to di- diagnosis, it's gluten and dairy create so many different symptoms. For, for me, it was digestive. For my boys, it was, you know, mental um, more so. You know, after I had gone on the detox, um, diet um, if I ingest if I ingest gluten it causes me to vomit um, prior to that all I felt was bloating and um, you know I, I had brain fog and, and fatigue and irritability uh, but you wouldn't really associate that with a gluten allergy I mean most people wouldn't I thought it was just part of aging at the time. Um, I didn't think there was really anything wrong. I, the only reason I went to the functional medicine dietitian was really to see what sort of supplements and foods I could eat to try to, you know feel a little bit better. but i I did not suspect a gluten allergy when I went originally. So um, so most people probably just accept it as part of aging if if they're an adult. and um, it's just you know we normalize these symptoms. but, We've had some radical improvements um, by going gluten-free and dairy-free and surprise improvements like my son's intermittent exotropia resolving itself. Um, And my youngest son, he had all sort of skin issues uh, that resolved itself. Um, One of the worst being he had two cysts on the back of his head, one was quite large. And the pediatrician recommended, you know, for him to either leave it and just let it be because it was benign um, or if it bothered him to have it surgically removed. Um, And my son wanted it surgically removed because it bothered him. And six weeks into the diet, his cysts on the back of his head had gone away. Uh, Two weeks into the diet, all of the mollusca, he had like all these bumps on his neck, on his knees, on his arms, um, the ones on his neck and and shoulders were the size of like small warts. And um, within two weeks of us going on this, grain-free, dairy-free, sugar-free and bean and legume-free because what happened to him, this is our youngest son, what happened to him is the the allergy had gone on for so long um, and created so much inflammation in him that he quit absorbing nutrients. And as a result of him not, I shouldn't say quit absorbing nutrients, he wasn't absorbing nutrients as efficiently. So he was only getting partial nutrients daily. And then um, a lot of bacteria and viruses started taking over his digestive system. So he had a dysbiotic amount of candida in his body, um, which is a yeast infection. He had a um, staph aureus, this dysbiotic amount that kills people in the hospitals. Um, You you hear about people getting staph infections. Yes, So he had a dysbiotic amount of that in his digestive system. He has two forms of strep, um, he had a despotic amount of mold, one form of mold. Um, he had heavy, heavy metal toxicity. So what was happening in his body is his body wasn't able to detox all of this that, um, that it normally would if it was healthy. Um, so it just, you know, it created this cascade of effects and he couldn't focus. So he was, he was in class and getting in trouble because he wouldn't do his classwork but his brain was so inflamed that it hurt him to do his classwork um, physically. So instead he was doing what any ten year old would do, and that's act out. So um, so that, you know, that's a whole a whole nother issue. I mean, it's it created, um, you know, a lot of pain for us socially um, because people, you know, thought he was a wild child, or a, you know, a troubled child, or whatever they thought. Um, but we, my husband and I, could feel this social. Um, some people, you know, pushing away from us socially, and that was that was hurtful and painful because these people we thought were our friends, um, you know, were not there for us and our greatest time of need to support us and understand us. Um, and also the um, the teachers at school and the um, administrators. You know, I had one administrator tell me that, uh, you know, the tail's wagging the dog, um, implying that we're, you know, our parenting is not good enough and that we needed to get, you know, get on top of this. Or once he's a teenager, we're going to have a lot of problems. So there's just, you know, this, this assumption that just because a child is acting out, uh, it's a parental issue. And that wasn't the case because uh, for our youngest son, he went from, having really bad behavior and acting out. Um, and, you know, he was like a motor. He, he definitely had symptoms of ADHD. Um, you know, he needed to walk around the classroom all the time, he couldn't sit down. He had a really tough time focusing, um, constantly telling my husband and I, he hated us and wouldn't hug us and frowning all the time. To, it was, you know, mid-November, we started the diet, mid-February, The child would come down in the morning with a big smile on his face and come up and hug me and tell me he loves me and wanted to, you know, really, that was about a month period that he he didn't get enough hugging me. And I think that that was because, you know, he was starting to feel better and he maybe, I I don't know what he felt at the time, but but it was a huge transition. Um, And so it really, really pains me that there's so many kids out there suffering um, and being judged. Uh, And it's the you know it's possibly the food that they're eating, and and most likely the food they're eating. I mean, I've, I've experienced in our family with you know myself and my two sons, um, and so. Yeah, I know. I kind of went off on a tangent there. Wow, (laughs) your your initial question. Uh, No, no, but answer. Well, I mean. Yes,
0: and then I go, well, what about the adults, the older, like our mm. generation, and right. you mean, know, even some... our parents, and parents that, you know, if it was all because of the food, because our food yes. has changed in history of what we're eating and what we're intaking. And I think, and I feel it's causing a lot of health issues now. And Absolutely. people are not um, awakening up to yeah. what if, you know, there. I think there. I feel like there needs to be more education on this, more awareness. Mm-hmm. You know, and don't do not be it. And you mentioned uh, from a nutritionist, a dietitian that formed a test that gave the result of the gluten mm-hmm. allergy. What kind of test is that? And where can you go to? check that out to get that test to see if you have a gluten allergy.
1: How would somebody get access to that? Okay, so um, that's a great question because um, most people go to their doctor and for everything. So conventional doctors do not test for this. I'm not sure why, but um, I have my suspicions, but I won't go there. Um, So you have to go to a functional medicine or an integrative doctor to get these tests and um, they will um, test, you know, in different ways. Uh, the the one that my youngest son went to tested him with a stool test, a blood test, a urine test, um, a saliva test and a genetic test. So there was a lot of testing and all of them confirmed that he had the, the gluten um, and dairy allergy. So, um, so in any event, I, you know, finding that functional medicine practitioner um, could be difficult, but, um, you know, if you're in an urban area, there are there are several, and I think that there are more and more that are coming up. I mean, I would Google functional medicine doctor, and I think some websites, I, I need to look into that, um, some specific websites that you can go to to find a functional medicine or integrative doctor in your area, but your regular conventional allopathic doctor will not test for this. Um, You know, it's been a really interesting path with my um, pediatrician, because we do go to the pediatrician for the regular well checkup um, to get, you know, the physical and, um, you know, the vaccinations that we have done. Um, And so, in in any event, I've shared with them some of this information and, you know, they, they're polite about it, but they say that they don't believe in it. So, um, you know, and I, I actually, when when our children um, went to their, I can't remember if it was the 10-year or 11-year checkup that they do a baseline heart evaluation and um, the the doctor, you know, has to draw blood. So I said, I would like to get a micronutrient test done while you're drawing blood um, just to check because I don't want to have to draw it twice um, for these kids. It's traumatic drawing blood for, for some children. And so, um, you know, they looked at me like I was crazy asking for that and said that they don't recommend something like that, but they'll they'll do it for me. So, you know, I, I, I wish I could tell you to go to the regular doctor and they would know what they're doing, but um, that you're going to have to find a functional medicine practitioner, I'm afraid.
0: Wow. And, and you know, what's really sad is that these doctors are not, you know, they got their license and whatnot, but they're not continually educating and being informed based on, you know, things that have changed. And, you know, they're like, you know, people that, you know, deal with weight issues and whatnot. Why don't they Check to see. Well, wait a minute, there's something to this. Maybe this might be the true, you know, route to the issue that you're dealing with, and not just label a diagnosis because it's a similar, you know, symptom or diagnosis that there have been. I think it's like a program. Oh, because they see so many patients. Oh, you're, you're just like this other patient that has this, and you automatically want to diagnose them. I'm I'm a believer in let's process of elimination to get to the root of the issue. Like I'll I'll hear what you say, but I'm not going to believe it until I have further like evidence and feel like it has to resonate with me. Like oh, this might be a, a something to look into more. I feel it, you know, and I think our bodies are trying to communicate with us, give us these signs, but then you go to a doctor and it's like, oh, well you got this, and it doesn't sit well with you. And you're like, in being a mom, we're like, hmm, I don't know about that. (laughs)
1: Right, right. That, I mean, that's, you're exactly right. it, there are so many different things that goes into health. Um, and Kimberly, you, you know, you doing what you do, know about um, the ACEs of childhood that can even affect health. You know, the uh, adverse mm-hmm. childhood events um, that can affect your health in the future, uh, depending on how many ACEs a person has, um, you know, emotional, physical, sexual, divorce, you know, emotional, physical, sexual abuse, or, uh, divorce or other things are some of the ACEs. And the higher your ACE number, the higher your chances are of getting a disease as an adult. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it could be just trauma that is keeping you from, you know, being the healthiest you, keeping your body, because your cells um, have this memory in them. and, And that can prevent you from from being healthy. So it really is, It's uh, you have to peel back the layers of the onion and that's what I've been doing on this journey for the past six years. Um, and I continue to get better myself. So, you know, originally it was the gluten and dairy and I keep adding to it. Now I'm up to, you know, meditating an hour every day. Um, and I, I continually feel better and better and better. So you're absolutely right um, to question the doctor if it doesn't feel right. And really, in my opinion, um, you know, this is, some people may not agree with me, but um, I think that taking a medication for an acute, um, you know, some acute reason, you have to go in for surgery for, you know, something acute, a car accident, or, you know, my son had to go in because he broke his arm and shattered his elbow. so medicine in that situation, yes, um, acute pain, yes, um, in some situations, maybe not all situations for the pain depending on what the pain is. Um, and then you know maybe an acute an acute um, infection, not a minor infection. I don't necessarily think that ear infections um, always need medication. There's a lot of natural ways that I've learned to treat a ear infection. So I think that the overuse of medication to treat symptoms has um, created a lot of our problems and a lot of our health issues that's that's added to it. Um, and I don't think it's necessary. I think that it really behooves a person to be the investigator and go and peel back the layers of the onion and figure out the root cause and you might not get to the root cause immediately because like I said it could be something as far back as childhood but you know our our bodies are able to handle a lot um, and overcome a lot and so it takes years to get to disease so it's going to take some time to get back to health um, and you just have to just keep, working at it a little bit at a time um, and don't get overwhelmed. And, you know, I I am one for putting the work in. I always say, you know, pay now or pay later. And I'd rather pay at the grocery store and pay with time in the kitchen than pay at the doctor's office or in a hospital. Um, so I, um, I agree with you, Kimberly, and I, I think that more people need to um, Take a different approach to the way that they're they're um, looking at their symptoms and or and or diagnosis.
0: And not only that, but I, I do agree with you when, you know, I have a a mindset and a philosophy of when I see other people and they behave a certain way, like oh wow, they're they're going through something. I, I wish them well or they get better because you don't know what somebody actually is going through, and right. you know the younger generation with social media and everything, you know, I try to teach my kids like hey, don't be judging. You don't know mm-hmm. what they might be going through, and sure enough, they find out oh so and so was da da. I'm like see. You know, before you think a negative thing about somebody else or talk ill about somebody, stop and pause and wonder what they're going through because you've been through some stuff too. You know, a lot of people don't know what's going on in somebody else's life. That's where you show compassion for that person
1: no matter what. Exactly. exactly. I have a a line that I use with my kids all the time, um, hurt people hurt people. And it's you know it's generally the people that are hurting that tend to be hurtful, so you know if you reframe that thinking, you can have empathy for that person. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: I want to thank you so much for sharing your story and your experiences and what you've discovered about gluten and dairy could be the root to a lot of health problems with so many. And thank you so much for taking this time to share it with us.
1: You're welcome. I mean, it is you know, gluten and dairy is a big factor, but but there are other factors. Toxins are a factor as well. So, I just um, encourage anybody to um, you know, be their own advocate and, and do the research and and take on the challenge of uh, of. Doing the detective work, it'll it'll really pay off. It made radical changes in our life, and we're so much happier for it. It's it's definitely transformed um, our whole family unit. So it was worth it, and it was totally worth it for me.
0: Well, that's great to hear, and thank you again, Lisha. And I look forward to talking to you again soon on Wake Up with KC.
1: Thank you. Bye, Kimberly. Bye.
0: This is Wake Up With KC. Thank you for sharing your time with me. I hope this episode helped you. Join me every Monday and you can reach out and say hey at wakeupwithkc at gmail.com. Have an amazing week and talk to you next Monday for more amazing topics to share with you that you don't want to miss. Stay tuned for another episode with Wake Up With KC. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.